Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 158 of the Double Density Podcast with your host, Brian Angel. Double Density, your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, you and I have both disappeared, right? I put out an episode at the beginning of 2121 with my wife. We were radio silent for a while. You went through some stuff. I went through some stuff. But thankfully, we are here. We are unified. It's the first week of March. Um, spring is in the air. I'm watching a lot of snow melts. I'm very excited. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, let's not worry, everyone. We didn't go through anything too strenuous or anything. I hurt my back, and then Brian needed a tooth canal. No, root canal, not a tooth canal. <laughs> but a tooth canal, nonetheless. Root, tooth, same thing. They're all part of the same uh, ecosystem, right? Yes, yeah, so I went through a root canal, and then I started a brand new job. Super exciting stuff. Um, but I also like that first week of onboarding virtually is just uh, uh, taxing on the brain. You're working for a company that makes musical instruments? Or music? No, I'm, no it's a, a topical cream company. Oh, okay. No, I work for Lander Audio. So what we do is what we're most well known for is an AI algorithmic based uh, way of mastering your music. So after everything is mixed, you need to make sure that all the levels kind of like are equal. Um, when you put something out, uh, mastering is the last step before releasing. And then we also um, have a number of platforms in, that allow you to both uh, connect with other creators as well as um, uh, purchase or, or rent plugins for your uh, digital audio workspace for like your Pro Tools or your Logic or whatever, as well as uh, samples. There's a ton of samples out there. So you work for a compression company. You do compression now. Uh, yeah, I'm Pied Piper. Just a giant compressor. No, no, like a compressor compression. Not, oh, not, I see. Yeah, like my favorite type of compressor. Do you remember Do you remember the the artist compressor with a K? No, I don't. No? Okay, I'll, throw, I'll drop that in the show notes. But he was a, uh, um, a trolley musical man. Um, okay. Uh, and my favorite song of his is he did a cover of the Beck song, Deborah, um, all about how Compressa is going to come get you. This is like mid 2000s energy. Yeah, definitely not something I listened to or knew about. No, no. Uh, have you uh, gotten any new obsessions over the last like month and a half? No, nothing really. I've been, I'm really deep into rewatching Marvel movies. I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff I can watch. But like last night I said, oh, let's just rewatch Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, my wife watched Into the Spider-Verse again. Yeah, I haven't seen that one since I rented it like last year or the year before. Right. Um, well, it came yeah, out in 2019, that so. That's a good one too. But I've been watching the MCU movies a lot. Right. We, we watched Age of, uh, Age of Ultron a couple weeks back. It was pure garbage. Still not a good movie. Eh, it's all right. It's not. It's like the worst of the four Avengers-specific movies. Right. And also like unofficially Civil War, which is just an Avengers movie by another name. Yeah, it's the, it's the Avengers minus Thor and Hulk. Yes. Uh, I've recently, ugh, I can't believe I'm about to talk about this, but I've recently descended into um, uh, a love of uh, weird internet um, personalities. So my newest obsession is a man named King Cobra JFS. So basically he is a skid based out of Casper, Wyoming, who uh, constantly uh, live streams himself on YouTube. And uh, what he does is that he um, writes uh, death metal music, but like really bad into GarageBand, and he gets mad when the uh, his old computer buffers. He also just sits there smoking weed and or cigarettes and talking about life. Right now, he's really, really into talking about uh, gender politics and gender identity stuff. It is extremely boring, um, but for some reason, I am obsessed with him. Hmm. You should just watch Marvel movies like I do. They're a lot more entertaining. Are they though? I don't know. I'll send you a couple of links and you let me know what you think. Probably not. Have you bought any, uh, uh, you know, uh, HomePods recently? No, no, no. I haven't thought any. I'm, I, I am though, I'm not going to do it, but I've been considering a new iPhone because my iPhone 8 Plus has been getting the service your battery thing and it's not really easy to go get my battery serviced right now. It's fine because I'm at home, so nothing really bad is happening. It's, it's, I haven't really noticed that much of a performance hit 
most of the time, but certain things can get laggy now. And uh, I came close to ordering a new iPhone this morning because I would get $240 for this iPhone, but I decided not to. Because why? When I should wait for the iPhone 12S, 13, whatever they'll call it, with uh, what will it do? Will will it fly, you think? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what other services they'll be able to offer that are are new and different to, to what we already have, right? I think there'll be a Touch ID on there. Yeah, I, I I hope so. Yeah, so I think for now I'm going to keep my 8 Plus. Why not, right? Like I'm not going anywhere, and I don't think I'll be going anywhere that much until the next iPhones come out anyway. I'm really hoping for a new Apple TV 4K because I have a 4K TV with an Apple TV HD on it. And yes, I can watch 4K stuff on my TV's smart apps, but it's not as good. I still like the Apple TV. A lot of people make fun of the Apple TV or they don't really like it or they think it's too expensive. And mind you, it is too expensive for what it is. But I do like that I can hook it up to my HomePods. Have you uh, gotten any new tech lately or anything broken that you want to replace, Brian? Not broken or that I want to replace, but I'm super annoyed by the uh, very useless Apple Touch Bar. Let's be honest. Well, that's the consensus among most people. And I think they're probably going to get rid of it for the next round of MacBooks. I really hope so, because I have a MacBook Air for work. They were nice enough to, you know, give me a work computer. So it was great. And on there is like the standard t- like bar. And I use it far more than the touch bar. It's really weird. I'm supposed to type and then use the suggested words that appear if I'm doing like um like a, if I'm working like in a Google Doc or whatever. Like that makes no sense to me. No, it, they kind of adapted it to what you see on an iPhone. But most people don't really like it. I have heard some people say it works well with things like Logic and GarageBand. There's some extra commands up there that yeah, really but even then, help. like I've tried using it with GarageBand in when making music, and it just doesn't seem to work properly. Elvis Presley's most favorite sport was the sport of karate. Oh, mastery exactly. How interested was Elvis in karate? Angelo, uh, you may be surprised to learn that macOS is not the uh, second largest operating system in use uh, as of the year 2020. Does that surprise you at all? Because it goes Windows, Chrome, and they're all Mac. It's not really that surprising. Macs are expensive. And when given the choice between like good enough and really good but expensive, people are just going to take good enough. And that's what Chrome OS is. I was about to say, like, Chrome OS is built in, of course, to Chromebooks and uh, lower-level uh, laptops that are used globally, right? You know, because we have this this idea in our minds that uh, uh, we get stuck in, like, the North American mindset of, like, of being able to afford a Mac. But, like, chances are there are a lot of parts of the world where getting a Mac is the biggest luxury that uh, you could ever uh, hope to afford. Uh, of course, schools are going to use Chromebooks because they're usually about three or $400. But they're not going to go towards a Mac that, what, starts at a grand? Yeah, at the very least, right? And do you, do you want to give a Mac to a teenager? <laughs> no, that's not going to end well. Uh, so no, not surprised at all, Brian. No, I'm not either. I just I thought it was really interesting in that uh, it seems to be less about uh, taking away from Mac and more so about uh, Windows's numbers going uh, down slightly to give Chrome OS the the boost. Yeah, Mac's always been about five to ten percent of the of the market share. Never, actually, not even ten percent. Ten percent is kind of high. Would you be able to get any work accomplished on a Chromebook? I don't. Th- think so mm, that is a good question i mean most of them like, are you talking about like my personal work or like work work right now we're no, no. work work for sure i'd be able to sort of get done on a chromebook but i mean everything else i use so many mac specific apps that even going to windows would be problematic for me like right now i'm 
using an app that is there's no equivalent to it on Windows. And I'm I'm talking about Audio Hijack, right? And I like Audio Hijack because it's it's a light thing, right? I don't have a whole DAW open to record a podcast like certain people I know. Brian. You're wounding me here. I could use Audacity if I really wanted to. But Audacity is just another DAW. True, but I mean, it's the simplest one. It's the simplest one, but they, they take up a lot more bandwidth than something like Auto Hijack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, anyways, I just thought it was a really interesting story because we don't really consider like Chrome OS to be um, up there, but uh, surprisingly enough, in terms of usage, it is. Well, yeah, like I said, schools love it because it's budget-friendly and a plastic Chromebook will last longer than a, an aluminum Mac if in the hands of, a, of like what, 9 to 17-year-olds that are using these things in schools. Are you also intimating that they're used as weapons? No, 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 not not weaponized. Max. Have you ever Just, hit someone with a computer? Have you ever dreamed of doing that? When I used to do backyard wrestling, yes. I was going to say maybe your days at Future Shop. So, oh uh, well, so that's just, this is a funny thing. My kids don't really know wrestling; like they they, they don't grow up with it like we did because it'd be on and there's nothing else, right? Uh, now they have uh, so many choices of things to watch. And yesterday uh, we started, and I say started the 2002 Spider Man. Yes. Um, and we got to the scene where he's fighting Bonesaw, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. And then a steel cage comes down around Spider-Man and Bonesaw. And my daughter's like, Why? what is that all about? Why are they doing that? And it's like, oh, it's a steel cage match. And then uh, somebody hands Macho Man uh, Bonesaw a chair and he hits Spider-Man with it. And my daughter's like, but that's cheating. Why are they allowed <laughs> to cheat? They know, it's wrestling. They can do whatever they want. She didn't like uh, the 2002 Spider-Man. We stopped it halfway because, uh, uh, to quote her, this is boring. Nothing's happening. So two things. Are you planning on showing her the, the infamous Mankind 1999 Hell in a Cell match? Probably not, no. I'd love to watch her reaction to that. And then um, secondly, I also paused, we paused a movie yesterday. The uh, 2004 uh, uh, pain-inducing uh, Garden State. Oh, yeah, with, uh, is it that uh, Scrubs guy? Zach Braff. And uh, Queen Amidala. Yeah, it is not a good movie. Uh, it's all about male wish fulfillment. It's garbage. I, we made it maybe like 35 minutes way through. Oh. Um, well, if we're, if we're doing movie talk, uh, I, I watched an excellent indie film yesterday called Sound of My Voice. What is that about? Quickly, hurry. It's a uh, like a cult leader woman who claims she's from the future. Oh, perfect. All by, uh, it's, it's by Britt Marling. I don't know if you know who she is. She did the OA not sure if you watched that. No, I didn't. Quick plug on my end. I recently had to figure out how to buy a movie from iTunes uh, because um, some people I know put out a, a movie uh, digitally on VOD on Apple. And uh, it took me a minute to figure out uh, where in the year of our Lord 2021 I could go buy it. The movie's called Death Trip. It is definitely worth it. It is a slow burn of a film and is very nicely shot in a lot of like really, really good performances there. But uh, yeah, trying to figure out how to get to it was a bit difficult. Really? I've never had trouble buying something from iTunes. Yeah, but I, because I, I have to use the Apple TV app to go buy a movie. Yes, I know that. Yes. How do you have a tech podcast that's mostly about Apple and not know how to buy something from iTunes? How many times have I bought something from, from Apple TV, Angelo? You usually don't. Usually it just falls off the back of an internet truck for you, doesn't no, it? No, I buy them from other sources. Usually it's okay. like I'll buy things from like uh, Amazon Prime or the Cineplex app. Um, Cineplex but, uh, app? I know. Do you buy things uh, from the Guzzo app? <laughs> no, let's not talk about that uh, dumpster of an idea, right? So uh, to anyone who's not Montreal, uh, Montreal or new Montreal, basically there's a, 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 a theater chain out there that is doing uh, VOD streaming. And what they've done is they've taken uh, public domain movies and are now charging like five bucks each for them. Uh, folks, you can get them for free. 
Exactly. It's it's real real garbage stuff here. But yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it was just funny to me because the last time I'd bought anything, I think, was like the last season of Breaking Bad on iTunes. Oh, wow. Yeah, because I bought most of my stuff physical. Okay, okay. Yeah, because you're one of those people. Yes, I am. Uh, I like how you tried to neg me, but I probably <laughs> consume and have bought way more media than you will ever. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just, you know what? Uh, this week, Disney Plus added a service called Star. And uh, wow, there's a lot of stuff. That's where I watched the movie Sound of My Voice. And there's a ton of good, good content on there. Uh, you know, uh, apologies to our American listeners, right, who don't have access to Star. Well, no, but they have Hulu. Like, they have this too, but it's just called Hulu there. <laughs> so right. now that's, they can't have Hulu here in Canada. So we've, we've added it to Disney+. Plus. It's, I mean, it's more or less the same thing. When certain things from Hulu go to different channels here, because, for example, uh, uh, something like the, the Handmaid's Tale. Is that what it's called, Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Okay, that's on our service called Crave here, which is also part of HBO. Right, like a lot of the HBO stuff goes on there. It's just weird, but we'll still get the same things. We just have to find it in a different place. Correct, and that is the the pain of being a Canadian. Well, I mean, among other things, it's uh, it's cold right now. Actually, it's not that cold today. It's amazing outside. Yeah, yay Canada. <laughs> Lastly, in the tech section, Angelo, um, you know, speaking of money and uh, ways to spend them, um, Twitter is thinking about uh, creating or instituting a uh, a new service called Super Follows, which will allow. Users uh, to pay a monthly fee to their favorite uh, tweeters for uh, exclusive content, which I guess is is tweets. Yeah, so I really don't care about this. I'm not going to do it. Are you? Who the hell am I going to spend like five bucks on for like like uh, next level tweets? There's no one. No, not worth it at all. I hardly go on Twitter, right? I, I have the app on my phone, but I usually just go on it on my desktop. Uh, quick checks. And most of the time, I'm just checking to see what like the COVID numbers are here during the day. So... Which, uh, they were pretty good today. I didn't even notice them. I've stopped caring about those. I yeah. just, I, I live my life. I go do my groceries, stand in line, and, you know, stare off into the distance and uh, hope for the best. Yeah, I would normally be traveling to the south at this time of year. It's March break. I have the week off with my kids and wife, but uh, we're staying here. Doors open so, if you want, though. Yeah, we'll come over to your house. Uh, oh, no, no, I meant about going down south and then, you know, paying the extra, about like, 2,000 bucks to... It's uh, not, actually. There are no flights to... Southern destinations that are meaningless, right? Like you can't just take a flight to, uh, let's say, uh, Mexico to a resort, right? You can't do that like you normally do. Those Could you fly like, from here to the States to Mexico? Yes, but then you can't set up your resort thing like you normally would where the flight and the resort and all that is included. Oh, yes, of course. Stupid me and first world problems. Uh, I'm kind of glad they did that. But anyway, I don't feel like talking about stupid COVID anymore. No, let's talk about Superfalls. Do you have um, like a, a, a Patreon membership to anything? Do you like subscribe monthly to any specific podcasts? Yes. The only thing I actually pay for now um, is Relay FM. I'm a okay. $5 a month member to Relay FM. They make some of my favorite podcasts. So I figure I may as well give them five bucks a month. Do you get anything out of it? Yeah. There's a Relay FM members only podcast that they put out every. Is it almost every week? Yeah, I think so. And then towards the end of the summer, they often have the uh, member-only podcast-specific episodes that are usually kind of special. So those are fun to have. And uh, they send the weekly newsletter, or monthly newsletter, actually. And that's it. Not not too much stuff, but I'm just happy to give them some money because they've been producing these things for free, and they do a great job. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I have two Patreon subscriptions to podcasts, but I also, um, I've recently gotten into the world of newsletters and Substack. So I, for example, like it's 30 bucks a year, uh, USD for Ryan Broderick's garbage day, which is like a great, um, resource in terms of like weird web stuff. Okay. Like weird web stuff, like the stuff we cover in the paranormal section. 
No, weird web stuff as in like trends and uh, niche communities and things like that. Okay, like Twitter uh, having super followers. <laughs> yeah, or like, well, no, even more niche than that. Uh, like a, uh, uh, there's a weird crypto website that uh, allows you to mine uh, very cute digital animals from what I understand. It's like crypto puppies or something. Well, that sounds like a blast. Yeah. Uh, how much crypto like are you invested in right now? Zero dollars. You're not a BTC and ETH boy? No? No, I just put money under my mattress. <laughs> very Italian of you, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and under my plastic-covered couch cushions. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Um, Angelo, let us move on over to the paranormal side of things for this first United episode of 2021. Welcome back to Double Destiny. And as always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So this week, Angelo, I decided to pick a little bit of ephemera from the internet to talk about. I, um, you know, uh, 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 alien-based cults are um, not a uh, a thing that is, uh, you know, unknown to us, right? So we've talked about the aliens, we've talked about other movements. But this time, I've located um, something really interesting. And this is like a Twitter image that's been floating around. I've seen it a bunch and I did some investigating. So um, we're going to be talking about the Armageddon Time Arc base operation. Are you strapped in for survival mode? This is one of your like pet projects of things to cover. You love alien-based cults. You, you become I, sort of like an expert on this thing. I love cults, and I also just love really shoddy websites, right? This actually isn't a terrible website. It's it's better than most of the time these like types of websites show up. It's it seems a little bit more modern. Like maybe they're using like Squarespace or something. Uh, um, I guess so in terms of like layout, sure. I mean, it's a pretty, uh, you know, uh, decent template, but then uh, as soon as you start reading, you realize that the wheels fall off of this yes. metaphorical, um, um, spaceship of, uh, of hope and dreams, um, which really makes you laugh. and capitalization in many wrong places. Yeah, so if you go to adabase.info, uh, you are greeted, of course, with the the uh, time mark base operation um, header, and then you scroll down, and then there's the three major questions: Where did we come from? Why are we here? Where do we go from here? And then the minor questions about like crime and murder, disease and sickness. You know, why do uh, governments work against freedom and things like that? Right. So then it uh, very quickly devolves into a discussion of uh, uh, the five dimensions and then the life of the great creator, Yahweh. So Yahweh um, has been used in a multitude of like different, um, uh, not just UFO-based cults, but like a, a lot of like different um, um, cults surrounding both Armageddon and then just a religious identity in general, which I thought was really interesting. But then as you were saying, there are just a, a myriad of like capital letters just everywhere, right? So if you go down to the middle of the page and this is where you see the ad, so it's a your time arc service modules have returned right so on the bottom left you got noah's ark on the bottom right we got the ark of the covenant and then on top we have the time arc which is of course a classic um uh, ufo with the dome at the top now i would say the time arc and noah's ark are more parallel than the ark of the covenant which is not the same type of arc correct uh it's like a you can't really fit people into the ark of the Covenant. yeah right so like noah's ark was meant to give safe passage to all the animals and and the and a few people to make sure they could repopulate the earth because the entire earth was going to drown. Uh, the Ark of the Covenant was meant to hold the Ten Commandments and s- ghosts that melt Nazi faces. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a, uh, you know, a grab bag of uh, different intentions there. Yes. And I, I love that, like, that's not really what the Ark looked like, right? That's the the fictionalized version of what Indiana Jones found. 
Yeah, so I love how they're ripping off, uh, you know, uh, a movie property to very better, like, accurately explain what the Ark of the Covenant looks like. It was a weapon. So as you scroll down the main page, Angela, of course, we got one of my favorite kind of like nonsense things in the world. It's the idea of like a, a polar adjustment, right? So under the header polar adjustment imminent, it uh, breaks down what's about to happen. Are you ready for a, uh, you know, an axis shift? Brian, I remember hearing about the polar shift like when I was a kid in class, like the teacher actually talked about it because it was something that science was seriously uh, trying to understand from what I gathered in the class. And of, of course, my memory from, what, uh, 32 years ago is probably not that good. Uh, I was kind of scared of it when I was a kid because it, it sort of frightened me. What would happen? Like uh, magnets would stop working and then everything would get warm here instead of cold and then vice versa. But it never happened. No, and I mean, like, this has been sort of, like, on the docket for a, a very long time, uh, both in paranormal circles as well as, like, kind of, like, like, uh, like fringe science circles for, like, decades now, right? And true science says, yes, this is something that can happen, but so gradually that no one notices. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're talking, like, tens of thousands of years, if, if not more, right? The, the world is a weird place that can do crazy things. <laughs> that I, is the vaguest statement ever. Well... Look, I was, I'm, I'm, are you watching For All Mankind? No. Okay, that's on Apple TV+. Plus. Excellent show, alternate timeline of the Soviets making it to the moon before the Americans. Anyway, in a recent episode I watched, there was a solar flare that went off, the strongest of any kind in many years. And that would wreak havoc on the world right now, if that ever happened. So things like that, like you're worried about a polar shift, but that doesn't have that's so gradual but if we were ever to have a really strong solar flare that would be a major problem we had one a few decades ago and uh quebec of all places was really affected and we went uh, dark do you remember ed dames in the 90s and the early 2000s talking about the kill shot right which was like the largest solar flare that we'd ever lived through like we may not live through it actually do you remember that yeah because on earth we're kind of protected but all our electronic things outside of the earth's atmosphere would kind of get fried and a that lot would of be very bad. Yeah, a lot of communication satellites, right? So no TV, Brian. I think somehow I'll live if that were the case, right? What's the point of this thing, Brian? So I'm going to get to that in a sec, but uh, completing our like sort of like overview of the front page, of course, at the bottom, um, there is a description for reading this. Then thank you. And thank you, our Lord and Savior and Commander, Yahshua Hamisha. So basically that is just the Hebrew way of seeing Jesus Christ. So this is a, a Jesus Christ based um, um, uh, cult. Okay. And what's, why do they capitalize T so often? If you scroll down to the bottom, it is my favorite endnote ever. All T's are capitalized in words on this site to emphasize the time, the word time. Wow. And also like at the bottom, right, there's the, the drawing of the Illuminati and it says the 13th division cosmic Corps of engineers. I don't know who they are. <laughs> uh, by the way, my other favorite thing, of course, at the bottom is if you look at the copyright notes, it says timeless. There's no date. It's just timeless forever. Uh, so smart. So then if you go on to, of course, a lot of the different uh, commandments or measures, I don't know if mm -hmm. you click through these, they're insane. Yeah, it's holy measures, the outer dimensional forces. Um, yeah. See, so like, yeah, so see, they're definitely not using Squarespace because uh, ODF message is cut off on my, on my Mac. I have to like, exactly, yeah. I can't, I can't get it. it. It resizes everything except like the E from that message. 
So I did a bit of digging, right? So in the middle of the measures page, they say that the time mark has been here in this dimension since uh, 7 a.m., oddly specific, September 3rd, 1963. And a lot of this is based on talking about the North American continent. So I did some digging. And the only thing of like importance on this date was that the United States agreed to uh, up the minimum wage to $1.25. Whoa, that's a really low minimum wage. Well, I mean, in, uh, what is it, like $2017, it's like ten twenty-five. So, Okay, so it's actually not too far off. No. Um, of course, we talk about, they talk a lot about uh, seal number six, right? So one of the, the seals uh, from the book of Revelation. Everyone talks about the book of Revelations as if it's the this most interesting book of the Bible, but has anybody actually read it? Have you read it, Brian? I, I have. It is very confusing. Uh, not a huge fan of it, I'll be honest with you. But I managed to uh, find uh, the two verses that uh, keep getting quoted, um, uh, or rather keep getting referenced to on the the uh, the Atabase website. So uh, uh, I'm going to read those to you, if that's okay. Please read some Bible studies. <clears throat> Revelation 6, <laughs> verses 12 to 17. I watched as he opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to earth, as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of earth, the princess, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? So apparently because of this time shift and the time travel they've done, um, these additional measures are like in addition to the Ten Commandments, Angelo. Are you okay with this? So these measures also contain uh, total perfect knowledge, of course, because uh, Yahweh's universal law is contained within these measures and uh, um, thereby rendering your negative bloodsucker bond slave system illegal since... So we've basically been have entered Armageddon since September 3rd, 1966. Now I'm, I'm reading through this uh, and the build transportations vehicles. Why is there an accent on the E? I don't that? know, and it's very confusing. I guess it's vehicules. I guess uh, they're like twelve plus luggage. That's a really comfy thing. Fifty thousand miles per hour. Excellent. So, so if you survive Armageddon, Angelo, uh, we can tap into the fifth dimensional time bank for energy. We can construct and install the national total energy grid containing, uh, consisting of safe, no moving part uh, transceiver units that will energize the whole continent. Yet number far less than you have now in the dangerous nuclear plants in the US alone. So I mean, like um, a positive energy, right? Uh, all you need to do is go through the the eye of the hurricane known as Armageddon. Yeah, and uh, they, I'm I'm reading through this, Brian, and it's 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 bonkers, right? Replacing the present negative, dangerous forms such as telephones, boob tubes, radios, computers, etc. Who Protect calls yourself. things boob tubes? <laughs> well, this was clearly written by someone in the sixties, right? Because apparently we've entered Armageddon since uh, since the mid sixties here, for sure. Uh, like and. Enjoy an end to all wars and 99.9% of crime. What about the 0.1%? So that was my question. It's one of the questions I had listed off in my notes here. It's like, what is the 0.1? Is it uh, just embezzlement, right? Is it like a financial crime? It could be people stealing to, to like for, for hunger or things like that. Angela, get ready to operate your time station as a heaven on earth rather than your present willfully created hell on earth composed of slave masters, bloodsuckers, and bond slaves. So I do like the idea that we are currently living in a space that is filled of slave masters, bloodsuckers, and bond slaves. I mean, like, let's be honest here. Like, if we read this abstractly, it is just a, a kind of like condemnation of, of capitalism, right? It's a crazy manifesto. But also, once again, a condemnation of capitalism. And I'm trying to you, do the silver lining thing. Yeah, I mean, you being the socialist you are. Um, would say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in line for my for my uh, gulag approved meal. Of course. 
So Angela, at the bottom, of course, all benefits of 5D technology are controlled under universal law and are not offered nor represented here to be specifically nor generally available during point number one of Armageddon. So once again, in order to get through Armageddon, you get all these benefits. Do you think this is the this, the secret project Apple's working on? <laughs> yeah, let's go this with that. This is the Apple car? This is what they pulled Dan Riccio off of VP of, of hardware to work on? So let me reread the website and I'll try to, to reframe my thinking in that context. And of course, the other page is describing the outer dimensional forces or ODF, right? So the Earth part based, and I'm quoting from the website here, part of the ODF is not a UFO believing doomsday cult. Kind of a weird distinction to make if you're not a UFO based uh, believing doomsday cult. Because everything you read on this site points to the opposite of that. Correct. I mean, like, it, you know, if it's a, a smells like a gray, walks like a gray, talks like a gray, it's probably gray. What does a gray smell like? I don't know. It's a really good question. I feel like that doesn't come up nearly enough. Like, I'm very curious of the smell of... Sterile. Like a hospital. You think so? Yeah. Maybe hand sanitizer. I mean, it depends on, like, the composition of the body, right? Yeah. They look soft. <laughs> uh, you know, squeeze an alien and find out, right? I'm very curious. And that's, I think, one of the, the, one of the most underrepresented um, senses there, right? The sense of smell. Do you ever... We, I mean, we've heard abductees talk about the smell in UFOs, haven't we? Yeah, we have, but it's not really like a present point, right? Because I mean, like um, UFOs and aliens and abductions and things like that are very visual. Didn't Betty and Barney Hill talk about the smells? They did, but I mean, like I want a general consensus of smell. Okay. So, Angelo, are you interested in joining um, <laughs> the Armageddon Time Arc base operation? Uh, no. They have a, a snazzy logo with the, uh, the very bright eye at the top of the pyramid. They do. Uh, so I did some digging and uh, I went to GoDaddy to do a who is lookup on the website. And um, it's been, it's one of these services, but it was, um, uh, the domain was bought in 2007. So I did some digging around archive.org because one of the weirder things about this website is that there's no contact us button. There's nothing to explain how to join or like get more information, right? No. So I did some digging around and I found um, a copy of the website from 2011, which is, um, I'm going to link it in the show notes and you're going to cry because it literally does look like um, uh, a website from a decade earlier, from like 2001. But in there, there's a description to send a a self-addressed double stamped bubble or cushion mailer envelope to all caps protocol PO Box 728 in Westlaco, Texas. So clearly a Texas-based UFO-centered Armageddon preparing cult. Orders without the correct envelope will not be honored. I know, exactly. This is a, a long-standing thing, too. Um, so this, of course, is center base uh, number 37. Better watch out for all the other center bases out there. I wonder what, where 1 through 36 are, right? Who knows? Maybe they've already gone. I've done some Googling around, and I can't find the other bases, Angela. I'm not going to lie to you. I've tried. Also, there's the discussion of S-Day every day, right? So just, I guess, this is the first step towards Armageddon. Are we going to end up on some list because we've accessed these websites? Oh, I, I sure hope so. That'd be fun. You'd love that, wouldn't you? I did. Um, and then, yeah, if you click around on the the older version of the, the website, there's like this great graphic here. I'm going to drop it in the show notes too for you to take a look at. But like, check this out. Get a load of that. So their old logo and their old like main picture on the website is Ooh. great. Well, so you can actually see this picture if you go uh, to the Outer Dimensional Forces page no actually it's sort of different okay it's different yeah exactly there are multiple difference right because you see like uh there's a box pooping out in the new one like yeah. fourth dimensional exit and entry yeah uh, i guess like the the odf uh ufo has like a dong that unlocks a keyhole that gets you into the fourth dimension. oh look at that yeah 
It's a certain, not a tractor beam. What's the thing where you, you hook up to like a space station? Oh, the Canada arm. No, not the Canada <laughs> arm, but whatever the, the portal is or, or the, the airlock. Like the hatchway, let's say? Yeah, the hatch. Yeah, I'm sure there's an actual term that people are screaming at their iPods right now. Are people listening to this on an iPod? Probably not. I, I sure hope so. Angela, are you ready for fifth dimension travel and fun? Always. This seems like a very docile um, kind of like UFO cult. Like it's a cult you can't even join. Like this no, is just... And, uh, no, you, you can't join. You just kind of get to talk about it and think about it. Yeah, I know. Like you look at the Heaven's Gate folks, you know, you look at the Raelians, like there's a, a very easy ways in which you can, you, you could have joined those organizations and of course give them your money. Whereas this, it's a very self-contained doomsday cult. This right? is so, just a, an efficient way of passing out pamphlets. Yes, essentially. Right. So I wonder if there are stickers out there. And of course, Angela, there are two ways in which you can survive, right? One is the intrepid option and the second is the, the grovel option, right? So, um, you know, the idea that, uh, you can either, uh, be able to like go through Armageddon, um, now and like save yourself or grovel and hope that you survive Armageddon. The, the person bending over, uh, in at the top of the page with like the, is that like a compass surrounding the earth? It looks like it. Yeah. Is that God? I don't know. Do you also see a skull in there? Like right below, there's like two weird things mm-hmm. that are like eyes near his like bottom hand. Oh yeah. Look at that. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at him bending that way and it's hurting my back. It's true. It's true. I do and love it's the windy up there. This definitely does have the, the look of like a uh, Frank Frazetta or like something like um, the cover of like a fantasy novel from like the seventies and eighties. Or it can also be one of those optical illusion type pictures, right? Like where there's, is it a cup or two faces? Oh, right. It's like, uh, uh, when you look at Wolverine and you see two Batman kissing on his mask. Oh, fun. That's been making the rounds too. Just a lot of internet uh, stuff making the rounds. But yeah, I just, I thought this was really interesting that it's like the most docile of like um, um, UFO cults because you can't even, you can't even join it. Like, hello. It's just there. I I want to subscribe to their Patreon. Do they have one? No, they obviously don't, but I would love to get them five bucks a month to get more access to, to all these different things, right? No, it's just there for, for your perusal and approval. Yeah. And also like uh, uh, to be aware of it, but not to join in on it. No, no, you can't join it. They're all full up. (laughs) The boat is closed, right? Yeah, the ark. Angela, I feel like this is a good place to end episode 158 of the Double Density Podcast. As always, you can go ahead and find us on Twitter, double underscore density, and on Instagram at uh, Double Density Podcast. And you can also head over to doubledensity.net to check out all the different ways in which you can subscribe based on your um, podcast platform of choice. You can also get a good look at both of our mugs, which I feel like we need to do a bit of an update on. Um, you know, more recent pictures, perhaps me wearing a hat, you wearing a hat. I'm not sure. Well, once we can start going outside and uh, just talking and seeing people and taking pictures be better i do like that idea um but yeah where can people find you personally because apparently you check twitter once every two days i think find me on twitter angelo fiorin at twitter.com there you go <laughs> you can find me over at uh, brian hasty uh, over on twitter and of course angelo uh tune in next week as we unpack another uh underground based ufo cult for our uh, approval and pleasure uh, i will see you uh in the tunnel angelo Underwater tunnels, maybe? (laughs) Perhaps. All right, great. See you there.